0: Hello
1: and good evening, and welcome to Things Worth Considering. where a weekly talk show. We like to present ideas for you to ponder, ideas that maybe you'll disagree with, and uh, of course, things that are worth considering. I'm your host, Gord Riddell, and I am here with my co host, our very own doctor of naturopathic medicine, Alexia Georgiosis. Hi, Alexia. Hello, Cord. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we are live. If you would like to join in on our conversation, Uh, This evening, you can call us toll-free from anywhere in North America at 1-888-346-9141. Now, this evening, uh, I'm really happy we have a uh, a returning guest, Uh, not that they don't want to return. This one is a very special person for me. Uh, Her name is Mary Louise Albert, and she's a very longtime friend. Uh, she was last on the show, actually, with her equally talented daughter, Rebecca Margulik. Uh And they were talking about the demands on professional dancers to have this perfect dancer's body and the demands that that uh, entails. Mary Louise happens to be my oldest friend. We're going to find out how old she really is. Uh, Mary Louise and I go back to high school days. And, in fact, this year happens to be uh, exactly 50 years. Uh, 50 years. Where did it go? Uh, the pandemic is screwing everything up. Mary Louise, uh, she, she was always focused on being a dancer, and she did. She became an award winning national and international solo dance artist. Uh, she apprenticed with Lake in Condesian, and she went on to dance with companies like Judith Marcuse, Anna Wyman, uh, Karen Jameson. Uh, her teaching includes the Arts Umbrella in Vancouver, Simon Fraser University, Harvard Dance Center, and she is also a dance adjudicator throughout Western Canada. Uh, At age 45, through the Dancers Transition Center. We have two at the school. Uh, she graduated in Business Arts Admin and Management. And in 2011, she won Canada Council John Hogday Award for Excellence in Arts Management. Way to go, girl. Uh, mm-hmm. Recently <laughs> retired as the Artistic Managing Director of the acclaimed Chutzpah Festival. She is past a uh, member of Arts Council of Vancouver and the Cultural Policy Council. And this is really cool. After 19 years of being absent from the stage, she has just recently returned in 2021. Uh, she lives somewhere between Vancouver and out on an island called Tula in British Columbia. Malcolm with her partner- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even pronouncing it. Uh, British Columbia, and her because nobody's ever heard of it. And her partner, Michael, <laughs> and she is the mother of two amazing grown up children, Joseph, who is a trauma surgeon and Rebecca, who is a dancer. Uh, and she has been one of my best friends for 50 years. I'm so glad you're here.
2: Thanks, Gord. Thanks,
3: Alexia. Endemic I'm excited you.
1: <laughs> you know, so many studies are showing that, you know, strong, healthy friendships are absolutely crucial for our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. We want to do a show around that. Even in our longevity can be affected by that. Uh, the pandemic, though, has had really detrimental effects on our most basic human needs, uh, and those are to be in social contact with others and, of course, human touch. Uh, we are social animals. We, uh, we do best when we're interacting with others in the same environment. In other words, well I thank God for Zoom, it's just not cutting it uh, in the same way. And, uh, you know, there's some ways that we can look at, you know, it's, uh, how do we. Yeah. Zoom, Zoom doesn't really offer the same kind of interaction.
3: And I'm curious about both of you that have you been in more contact during the pandemic?
1: I think Mary Louise has reached out a little bit more to me. She'll suddenly just text me, you know, I was thinking about you or something and that's really nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, the most amount yeah. of time is actually when we've done these couple of shows.
2: Yeah, you know? exactly. I yeah. think that's one of the things, too, with um, with such a, you know, a long and, and close friendship is that we both know it's, it, it's almost irrelevant the amount of time that passes when as soon as we are in contact, whether, you know, now through either Zoom or maybe more texting or, you know, hopefully air- past, in person, um, it's as if no time has really passed, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, sometimes what and and I'll be thinking about that, right? Like i because I it's not like I think about you, Gord, way more than where when I will, you know, text or with it, right? So you're thinking right, right. often and you remind, you know, things will remind me of Gord, you know, and and it's always this very positive and I, I think what can happen, and maybe this has happened more with um, the pandemic, maybe not so much with us, but I think in general, certainly with other people I know, um, you can uh, get lazy in not
1: reaching out. Do you know
2: mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yes, it takes I do. There's no time at all. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing that screwed up, intense. though,
1: is the time.
2: Yeah, yeah. You don't realize but how much time's how gone by. Feels, that's right. And just how good it feels when you do go, hey, you know, like when I thought <laughs> towards, you know, text about, um, you know, being on the show again, how I was like, ah, great, you know. And it, and every time it sort of happens, it's like, why, you know, it's, it's interesting how I think we have a tendency to maybe wait too long to make that. To reach yeah, yeah. out, right, and and I don't know if it becomes worse with, um, or you know, with when you're really close friends because you just know that they're there, right, and that unconditional love is there, but it still doesn't mean you shouldn't go, hey, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> you're right. Yeah, and, and, you,
3: and you bring up you bring up a really good point, Mary Louise, because I found as well is that I do think of a lot of people, and some of them I will contact, and some I don't, and. Mm-hmm. There's also a tendency, I think there's some layers around the f- sort of the general fatigue around the pandemic, just the the energy that we're all kind of feeling. A lot of us are, not not yeah. necessarily everybody. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then a sense of, some people have a sense of uh, not wanting to burden friends or not wanting to contact when they're feeling down. They want to feel more upbeat. Mm-hmm. And and maybe mm-hmm. that's part of it as well.
2: Maybe, you know,
3: it's like,
2: but yeah, yeah, absolutely. for.
1: When you've been on Zoom all day teaching or something, though, oh yeah, you know you just you're just exhausted. But like, yeah. it's it's just such a weird experience because you're connecting with these students. I taught last night, for instance, in a new class that started a couple of weeks ago. you know, you have this connection building, and you know, you know, very in depth conversations. And then it's like, okay, next week, and you go click, and then you look around, and you go, I'm here all by myself. You know, yeah. it's kind of a very strange experience. You know, it is uh, where I'm used to having a classroom of people actually in front of me. You know, and that energy feeds you as an instructor. You know, uh, I mean, we're all of us are teachers, uh, so you know, we know mm-hmm. that live, but right over the Zoom, and you're just exhausted. You know, oh, and yeah. they just lose track of time. It's yeah, like, oh, I'm I thing. <laughs> And I think
2: you're too, it's it's like even though. Um, you know, electronic, (laughs) um, social media or the screen is a very, um, just everyday thing. Now it doesn't mean you still like it. Right. I don't like watching things necessarily live on video unless it's actually made for TV or made as a film, you know? (laughs) So it's like, so even having conversations, um, you know, I haven't usually with Zoom, like it's more when it's kind of a meeting thing. I don't think of it as something to um, have a drink or friend, you know, type of right. situation with, right. you know, and I know more people, you know, doing that. And I'm almost kind of wondering is I should do it more, right? Because I'm thinking about it. I mean, Gordon, I just even here right now, like it yeah. would be fun.
1: I, were, do of, would, I do with a couple of friends. Right? Absolutely, yeah. I do with a couple of friends.
2: Yeah, other people and that
1: have so, brunch. People well, have brunch, or they uh, have cocktails after work over Zoom. they're yeah, in their yeah. own spaces and they're sitting there and they're having. So, what did you cook for your brunch? You know, and they're having brunch. whatever. Yeah. it's like okay, I hadn't quite taken it that far, but well, you know, yeah. I still, you know, people are having little cocktail parties. Yeah, and there's some very creative ways. My my sister, who's
3: uh, currently mm-hmm. working in Europe right now, she'll have you know sort of events with people that are all over the world that they'll just have a time to get together but it is a totally different platform around being you know suddenly this two-dimensional way of, of being and and we're yeah. not we're not used to this in, in terms of our sensory uh, affect and I think mm-hmm. that that's very challenging I personally find it really exhausting if I'm looking and also looking at somebody and also speaking at the same time, it's without being able to have eye contact. I, I don't know what it is, yeah. but it just, it's, I'd rather close my eyes <laughs> while I'm, while yeah, I'm sitting the, there, you
2: know? But it's also the thing too, which is, I find is odd, right? And even just right now, when you are having a conversation with somebody, you're not looking at yourself. Exactly. And that's the thing with the, with Zoom, right? It's almost to me too sometimes. It's like, okay, you're focusing in on that conversation, but there's this other thing happening over the side, which you normally don't do. I think it's disjointed. Mm. And, um, Good and you're okay. I don't, <laughs> yeah, well, it's that look at me. I hate how I look right now with these things on, you right? And, fabulous, and I'm watching like. myself and I see it, right? right I don't, right. You know, and then it's like, you know, but those little earbuds don't stay in my ears. So I wear I only wear these when I'm on a gym, right? You sure. know, I'm not putting them on when, you know, I haven't seen my, you know, <laughs> for a while. So I think um I don't I still don't like all the um connecting through a screen. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's some I, sorry. I but I, I feel too a little bit I'm worried that it will become a bit it might become more of a norm. So the actual, it takes more effort to connect with somebody in person. So when all this is over, right? Are we going to um, lose that skill? Are we or are we going to be sort of lazy? Like, do we right. do less people go to a movie theater because they have to go out, go in there, but right? Then just Go cross over to their couch and turn on Netflix. I think they do. So I, so I'm a little worried that this is going to extend, and have, I don't know. But you guys are more expert well, with me with that. Well, too. I think are, you, I think you're bringing concerned? up. No, you're you're
3: bringing up really valid points, Mary Louise. Because you know, according to uh, Dr. Haley Hamilton, who's a senior scientist at the Institute of Mental Health Policy Research at CAMH has said that the long-term mental health effects of the pandemic are yet unknown. Yep. And, yeah. and this yeah. is part of it, is that there is also some fear and trepidation around, oh my God, is this how it's going to be going forward where there's going to be so much more online work mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we're not going, and, and we we don't know how that is. We also don't have the systems in place or the supports in place to help, especially teachers. I really feel for yeah. teachers and for yeah. parents yeah. who have I young also kids associates at home. are like,
1: I don't want to go back to one-on-one. Yeah, I don't want to go back to much. one-on-one in my office. They, yeah. They're they just wanting to stay electronic.
2: It's very
3: interesting. It and run
1: their practice. I'm like, well, Are you
2: finding that therapists are wanting, sorry, good, that that's what people are wanting to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've certainly had some wow. people say that, you know, but they don't have to yeah. really go anywhere and you're not fighting traffic or, or snowstorms or, you know anything like that. Mm-hmm. So they just like that, you know, you kind of get up as long as you look good from here up, you wouldn't know I'm sitting here in my underwear, would you?
0: It's like you stand
1: up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just as long as you don't know, even have to have a complete outfit, you know. They oh, did mm-hmm. a study of 1,003 adults at CAMH between November and uh, early December you know, just as we were going into the holiday season and nearly a quarter of the women reported uh, being depressed, um, you know, occasionally, or most of the time in the in the week that they were covering it, uh, men were at around 19%, um, you know, which is, again, still pretty high. Uh, in the survey, people that were age 60 plus they were less likely to indicate moderate to severe anxiety. Whereas those 18 to 39 were definitely admitting to moderate to severe anxiety. That was the size of third That's a third in that age. A yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's uh, the anxiety levels that was, you know, sort of happening. And this is, this is after what, 10 months, basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, they still have these really high going into the holidays going to have these really mm-hmm. high anxiety levels. Uh, mm-hmm, certainly mm-hmm. depression is way up, uh, but, you know, so is domestic violence way up as well, mm, right. uh, which mm-hmm. unfortunately for some people, it's a way of dealing with their depression. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the coping,
3: not, the coping part, there's way more alcohol uh, intake, oh, yeah. ingestion, and also, you know, whatever, whatever kind of recreational drugs. It could be anything, the binge watching of anything, binge TV, binge mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Well, and the I opioid think,
1: death rate has gone way yeah. up.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so I think it's 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 actually important for for all of us to recognize that everyone's handling it a bit differently and meeting it differently. I think some people are enjoying it overall. I've I found, you know, discomfort, tremendous discomfort, but I've also had moments of real sense of joy and peacefulness. Yeah. And I think that that there's a there's a somewhat of a benefit to having this pandemic in terms of the pause that we Mm -hmm. suddenly have to be with ourselves and be with each other very differently.
2: Well, I think also it really does depend on, in many ways, on where you are um, maybe in your work cycle. Right. So like for myself, I had just recently in February, the end of February or the end of February had left my um, job of 15 years. Now I'd planned this, right. So it's not, and then, you know, the pandemic happened and, you know, I ended up staying a little bit doing some contract to help out the new person a little bit, you know, sort of uh longer, he's, he's changed. But, um, I was leaving that anyways. Right. And I'd had things sort of set up. You really and, planned that badly. Um, you know, I <laughs> yes, I no, You know, it really, it actually, at first I thought, yeah, because it, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <to> <laughs> hey listen, you need so you need friends like me around you more often to say that was a really yeah. dumb decision.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but you no, know, but what has ended up happening too is at this stage because they're shifting over um, and over the lot the couple of years before I left the Rossian Hispa, I had been building this other dance society that is based up in and Tulon, Malcolm Island, mm. that will be that is a um presenting series. So I will be We're going to hang on "Ah." to
1: that for just a minute. Oh, fantastic. As we talk Mm -hmm. about friendship, uh, we're just going to go out on a little musical note here. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next.
2: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at SpiritGrows.ca. That's info at SpiritGrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering.
1: They're so heavy duty. Hi, <laughs> welcome back, and uh, we're here with uh, Mary Louise Albert, uh, my good friend, and uh, we're just talking about friendship. Mary Louise and I go back fifty years. I can't believe I'm even saying that. It's like sort of bizarre. So you were talking about your decision just prior to the pandemic.
3: Well, the pandemic connection part too, and then this transition part, which Mary Louise, you were saying how Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know this can be how depending on how people are responding depends on where they are also
2: in terms of things and work and yeah, yeah. So for me, right, it's like I've finished. You know, it was at the end of the career, but I've been building up where I really wanted to, um, I still had some oomph to do something else, right? And I want, and I'd been presenting and bringing artists up to this rural area of BC. And um, the, uh, so anyway, so all these things sort of happening so that when I finished working with Hutzman Neurosti, this was already set up. So what the pandemic did is that it ended up um, because it's live performance, pushing things back right you know (laughs) or pushing things forward (laughs) where and um but at the same time it meant that all my funding for this this dance series new dance series I had time for it all to be confirmed so Mm. when it starts like I just found out we got Canada council we have Canadian heritage BC arts we also got resilience funding and whatever so everything is in place so instead of this Dance series starting in March of twenty uh, twenty, right, or March of twenty twenty one, which it, where when it was going to happen? Right? No, like it was going to happen, like yeah, or the end. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> Much earlier, right? <laughs> where time it's time has just become a big happening. blur in this whole thing, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> it's now not happening until probably starting the first shows in September, right? And then we'll go through, through the year. But all the funding's in place, as opposed yeah. to one of the riskiest things when you are a presenter or, you you know, is most of the time, unless you're just a, you know, club, you know, like, or not just, but, you know, a music venue or a club or doing that. But then the actual non-not-for-profit professional presenting component of these, you're, you're, you are starting your series and doing things before you know what your funding is all right. of it right? right so there's that risk this way i'm actually going in with you no know, not that same sort of risk and it also forced me to actually have a nice break <laughs> between yeah exactly do you want to take care of your money for you <laughs> yeah exactly <right. laughs> but of the things too that that is interesting with it is that yeah because it it is an add-on and it's, uh, you know, add-on component of what, you know, I'm going to be doing. It's not something I have to do to help raise my kids, right. spend money, right. whatever, exactly. right? So then you exactly. have the same thing with artists, dance artists, like, let's say, like, with my daughter Rebecca, right, that we, we talked with um, last time. Um, and many other artists, you know, in particular, um, that it's a stop, in their career and Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. don't know necessarily what is sort of is happening so and in the meantime who is making a lot of the decisions about what might happen well in many cases they're the very established people who already are you know set up they're maybe older they've got you know like sort of myself and it's Um, I'm, I'm more, I'm concerned for that age group in 20 Mm -hmm. to, um, kind of mid thirties. Well, uh, even the teenagers, they're the ones who are screwed, right? I mean, they could be, They could be. And we, and it's a lot of
3: unknown because also I think that this is shifting everything that going back to friendships, I think that a lot of people are also having their friendships shaken up. And relationships shape, yeah. shaken up on lots of levels, but I'm I'm I agree with you completely, Mary Louise. That the younger people, there's a different way of somehow how do they learn and what are they learning? Because I know yeah. from teachers that it's very very difficult to to sustain attention when you're online, especially mm-hmm. little kids. Little kids mm-hmm. are not going to mm-hmm. sit in front of a screen, but. And you You
2: do want them to like, that's, that's right. That's That's right. That's the hard, you know, part about this sort of too, but with the professional, like with the adults, the young adults, right. It's sustaining that um, energy to keep going and not to then go screw it. I'm, I'm not going to do this for anymore. I have to try to do something, something else. And, um, so we know I think at our age right <laughs> very young but I mean I you know correct me you know if, if you feel the same way with you know Gord, this way we've lived through a lot we know this is going to somehow end yeah I know it's not the end of the world if we don't have live performance for a year of I me mean, but that's because 65 years old and plus when you're, right. when I when I was 30 or in my 20s I wouldn't I, you, the anxiety around what might happen is is greater, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and getting with like friends. That's the other thing, right? It's this history of you know, like ha- knowing that Gord is there as my friend, right? right, right. I absolutely love him and have for years and years and years. There's that security there, and I know it's lasting, right? I know it's not going. <laughs> to end unless something bizarre happened. even yeah. If I forget to send you the check, but it's like this one thing, but even like when people are younger, I'm wondering if that, again, they don't have that experience to know what's going to still be there. So the fear of losing those connections and close friends must be. There.
3: Well, exactly. And it's, and again, mm-hmm. you know, we can look at things that, uh, that, uh, either how do people compare and how they adjust and pivot. And this is also revealing so many gaps in our education system in healthcare. That's yeah. also what it's doing. And but for me I feel very um like I noticed the idea of missing, you know, sharing meals with people and a group of a small group, right? Like just yeah. anything that where it's where it's having that that exchange. And and Hugging. I think that is Pardon, Gordon? Mm-hmm. Hugging. hugging. Yeah, hugging. The basics <laughs> yeah. of, of of just being human and and having that playfulness. I also think it's redefining how what connection means because connecting to our environment, to our pets, to our plants, you know, that, oh, that yeah. we, we just overlook it. We, yeah. We're really getting shifted a mind state around what does it actually mean to connect because we have to connect with ourselves,
2: right? Mm. and and what I found um with this too like when Gord sent me this cat right about you know like, hey let's do the show and, and friendship and we've been you know best friends for like 50 years like how and my heart just wow this is so wonderful but and it also remind that where you know I was going to I had a, a choice of you know when I'm down here for you know down in in Burnaby for a couple of weeks you know taking that extra effort and going let's with another a close friend who I've known since I was like 24 um, to have, um, to have a distant drink together. Right. Now it took more effort to get in my car, to go down, you know, but what, <laughs> and, and, and I kind of screwed up timing or whatever. And then it's like, Oh, I'm going to be there. But part of that was because I got also reminded of the importance of how great you feel when that good friendship just connects again for this period of time you know what I mean like just either having this zoom thing or going and having you know a meet with her so it was like no I'm not going to be lazy and miss it because I sort of screwed up with time I'm going to put a little bit of effort and make sure I get down there and it was connected to Gord reaching you know to Gord connecting with me about this right was like how lucky am I to have this opportunity, right? Because a lot of people maybe don't right now. But you know what was kind of sad about it? Both times I've gone and had a meeting with her in this, this particular place. It's outdoor patio and stuff. There's always been then this group that comes that, you know, like in BC, you have to be sort of in the same household or a bubble, right, to connect. So it's even Pam and head I go, even, even Pam and I to go and have <laughs> this distant drink is not really quite closure. But every, the, the last two terms, there has been in this group, a woman in particular, a young woman, kiss drunk, like in a, at another table. Mm. Right. That is just ruining. And you can sort of see the energy of that. And you're like, this is wild.
3: Well, like this is, is, is the hard I part. Not is that seen I think that we're showing
1: our age. <laughs> well, yeah.
3: <laughs> That's
2: is right. that it? Yeah. yeah. These
3: problems,
1: young whippersnappers. Yes. But, snappers?
3: Sure. <laughs> but, but the, you know, because sure. because people need outlets, though. This is the problem is that, you know, yeah. we haven't provided it as a collective, how do we have an
2: outlet for this angst that is happening? Because it's it's exaggerated, and I whenever I would go to other evenings out before this, that yeah, sure, people are maybe sort of you know kind of drunk, but this consistent one or two people, absolutely obnoxious, in not in a bar, right? But in actually a restaurant, type I think I hadn't seen as as much, and I think yeah. you're right. Like it's like, what are those outlets for? Keep well, on one
1: is we accents. haven't been taught how not to harm ourselves in those outlets. So uh, self-harm right. behavior is much more common. But the other thing also is, is that there's like that, okay, so I've been really good, I've been in my house, and I've been quiet and, and now boom, they you know they spring the doors open and the people are just gonna go crazy. You know, yeah. there's, that, yeah. there's that whole pendulum thing of going Absolutely. to the mm-hmm. extreme mm-hmm. and then they go, oh my God, I feel really bad today. I don't think I'm going to do that for a while and kind of come back into the middle for a while.
3: And it re, it's a rebound effect. And, it, you know, you see this in, in terms of um, medicine as well, where if someone is suddenly decides to stop their blood pressure medication or their antacid medication, like a, a an antagonist that there's a, there's usually a spiking that will happen. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's that sense of, you know, there's a suppression that's controlled and it's just reflective of suddenly there's this release. And I, I think yeah. that, again, this connection part, especially, you know, Vancouver and area, at least there's, a, I would, you know, it's a bit warmer than in um, Toronto and, and northern parts of, of Canada. Mm-hmm. where people are appreciate. like, I can't even go outside unless, I mean, you can, you still can. I go outside. I go, I go for hikes mm-hmm. and things, but I'm bundled mm-hmm. up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that the challenge of people being at home as well. And I'm, Mary Louise, I'm curious about what you would suggest to people being a dancer, because I think people are having a very hard time with restlessness and mm-hmm. being in their bodies. That's what I've noticed myself.
1: Well, but, yeah, not yeah, being in their bodies.
3: Yeah, yeah, like suddenly having to be in the body. But mm-hmm. what would you suggest as a dancer?
2: Well, for me, though, whether, you know, an ex-dancer, yeah, I mean, Well, dancer, you're still a dancer. Right? No, no, I think once for a dancer, that, you're always a dancer. You're right. You're absolutely right. But one of the things, though, that, again, brings um, what you're sort of saying is that one of the ways I was able, you know, let's say, to cope with the pandemic, right, other than not having financial worries, being older and all of that right so that's the whole that made a huge difference right and you realize just how lucky I felt very lucky and also being in this very small rural community that you can get out for long walks and not be necessarily worried about connecting but you also have to keep that community safe. What was interesting and what I just kind of went, whoa, well, and it, I think it has had an impact in how I will continue to live my life as a senior, is there's a huge slew of people who can't walk very far because yeah. they are yeah. so out of shape. Right. They're just in here, right. And it's like, and it's always been sometimes a bit of a pet peeve, right? do you know what I mean? Like I will try very hard that our public money won't go to, you know, <laughs> for my triple bypass surgery, you know, like it's not, but it's like you realize that there's a number of people who have not been looking after themselves. And part of the reason too, to be able to, if you want to get out there and sort of exercise in a pandemic, if you have to get to that next stage of even being able
1: to go, yeah. for a 20-minute
2: walk without out of breath or whatever. It's hard.
1: Even so if you I are out of breath, still know. go for that four-minute walk or 20-minute yeah, walk so or whatever. Exactly.
2: You know? So it's like try to continue to to at least build that and to be going out. And then when this is sort of over, let that be a lesson that you want to be able to still be able to go and go out for. Watches up because there are so many people who are when you know stuck in their home because sometimes that's they are stuck. Yes, they, yes. they, yeah. they don't have that that you know opportunities or the. I think and just being so staying connected to your is body is so important. It's so it's, 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 so, it's
3: everything. Health, health, health is it everything, right? And mental,
2: it, yeah, it, it's, like stretch, it's Absolutely,
3: it's all it's all interconnected, and yeah. I think yeah. that the overstimulation on the mind with being on with Zoom. With fear. Which the is fear, not a great absolutely, statement. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, watching the news and just seeing the repeat of, you know, the fear that keeps going there. And it takes people out of, for me, it takes people out of mm-hmm. their ability to be right where they are, right where I they agree, are, yeah. you know, instead yeah. of fearing that, oh my God, this and this can happen. And and I, yeah. I think, again, it shows that we really haven't as a society, Set up a skill set for essential skills around these. To me, would be just life skills of how to deal with discomfort, right? Exactly, right. and uh, look we're not.
2: to yourself.
1: You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, people people deal with discomfort by going and drinking. Yeah, <laughs> right. you know, uh, right. or or finding other ways. But unfortunately, most of those behaviors are self destructive or self harming. Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't even know how to breathe. You know, mm-hmm. breathing. Uh, walk around here, you know, do a bum walk. You don't have to exercise. You can have fun rolling around on the living room. But yeah. You, you floor, but you get someone to roll around with you, you know, who lives with you. But <laughs> it's it's in your, it's, it's a whole idea of just being in your body. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and if you have uh, any creative, you know, uh, sense of drawing, painting, writing, you know, now's the time, you know. Exactly. Uh, just You know, allow, if that's what you feel, if you feel like you you want to write something or you want to draw or paint something, just do it. Yeah. Don't don't compare yourself to Rembrandt. No, no. You know, you're going to lose. You'll always lose. right?
3: And I I think Mm -hmm. another aspect.
1: Nurture outwards. Right. Well, totally.
3: But another aspect that I think is also to acknowledge and what Mary Louise was saying around the sense of privilege and feeling very grateful. I feel the same because there are people that are, you know, in a, in a household that's packed and they don't necessarily have the access to technology or they don't have a camera on their screens. I know that's true of mm-hmm. students in schools yeah. that they don't, they mm-hmm. can't see because, and they can't be seen by the teacher because they don't have a camera on their computer. So it's mm-hmm. very, very isolating, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. all of it, it is, it but changes. even just holding
1: whatever we've got, whatever we've got, you're holding onto that in a, from a place of gratitude is just so mm-hmm. absolutely crucial. You know,
2: yeah, but, but what's it, really it, it crucial also-
1: is at this point we need to take a break. We'll okay. be back in two <laughs> minutes.
3: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa,
0: play Finding Your Frequency Podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together.
1: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering.
3: Hi, and Hi. welcome back to Things Worth Considering. Gord, I interjected. So Sorry. now it's my turn to ask you guys about what makes your friendship work.
1: Oh my God. You know, for me, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's history. You know, if there's you that were. 50 years, you know, like we go back to being really silly teenagers and we can still be so silly, uh, not in public. Well, yeah, sometimes a public (laughs) event. We've always laughed together. We have always, Mm, always laughed, and we both are really off the wall sense of humor, which is helpful. We're both Leos. There's only two days apart.
3: No, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both (laughs) Leos,
1: so uh, you know, uh, I mean, we laugh, but we also have some very serious, you know, discussions. We've lived through the death of both of our parents, and uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, We're both really invested in, you know, performance. Uh, when uh, we were in school, you know, in fact, it was Mary Louise that, that got me to actually go and audition, but sitting in a car going, bawk, 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 bawk. Really? <laughs> she really? shamed me. Yeah, and the next thing I know, there for the next two months, I was studying to do my what episode,
2: a great so. actor. He, oh my god,
1: <laughs> you were so yeah, Mary great. Louise went to Ryerson dance, and I was up at York. Uh, uh in so so. Great. I, I would go to like, ballet actually, that's how I do it, uh, opera and ballet years going on, and I would always run into Mary Louise's parents, you was know, mm-hmm. like, oh, call me June, and I'd be like, I can't call you I June. Know.
2: <laughs> I know, it's okay. But what, for me, like what Gory was saying, too, like, is that when I kind of think with Gory, is that we laugh a lot. Like, mm-hmm. we really find, I would say, a lot of the same things funny. And so, that's like, just this, this kind of this connection with a whole bunch of other layers too, right? Like, oh, no. depth, you know, the kind of depth of things and and really aren't afraid to kind of go that full um, dive in into something. But this, um, God, just fun, you know, and we'll still like just, yeah. So I think that for me, that that is also something that has just really kind of has, has brought us together. But the other, another aspect is um, we have given each other time too. And I certainly have felt that I've always had the time to, um, you know, if you're going through something or there's something, a change or whatever, that it's like you are allowed to do it mm. and you're allowed to go through right. the, the periods and this person is still there either at the end of it or they're during it or they right. But it has um, that. So you're, I would say then maybe that boils down to, we have both given each other the room to grow. Right. And we've grown along with them as opposed to maybe not wanting someone to change, right? Do <laughs> you know I mean? You know, and we yeah. and then this, this, this through this thread of humor and laughing. Like I can imagine if I was on my deathbed and Gord was there, probably the last thing I would be doing is he would be making me laugh. Mm-hmm. Sounds wonderful. It makes. But I've make, make sort of like already got snarky, a whole
1: routine set up already.
2: Snarky <laughs> snarky Michael and I are mark. working on it. <laughs> that would just make me. Sort of laugh, so yeah. But that room to grow and the acceptance. That's a, that's a really,
3: I think, a really important point, um, what you're saying, because I think friendships, you know, they do have transition, they're fluctuating, and I think the pandemic oh, yeah. is, as, as I was mentioning, it's bubbling a lot of things up around our relationship to ourselves and also to the people that are around. And and it has shifted around looking at which friendships there's more of a connection and an ease of connection
1: and- and, Who you value.
3: Yeah. And so for, so for you guys, I like, I really like that you mentioned about the room to grow Mary Louise, because I think that is something that comes up when people go through, whether it's having children or different relationships or, and, and sometimes the, if other people's agendas get in the way and not wanting either loss of a friend or even moving, how did you handle that when Gord, when Mary Louise decided to move across to Western Canada?
1: Yeah. Oh well, I followed her.
0: <laughs> Eventually,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I followed her. <laughs> you know, uh, and but I just, I just didn't settle into it uh, the way that she did. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just felt wet <laughs> too often. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, just, and
2: that kind of, especially at that time, it sort of felt like there was just kind of one season. Now there's like it's changed, right? Really hot in the summer,
1: and yeah, yeah, get yeah. Colder,
2: you know, But one of the no, in line with
1: what you were just saying, though, I never felt judged. Whatever we could talk about, whatever I needed to say, I I never felt like, oh my god, you know, she's going to criticize the shit out of me or judge me. And the other thing too is that neither of us do not take part in gossip. No, we don't talk about other people. We don't take it in and we don't put it out. You know, Mm -hmm. unless it's like a really, oh my god, they won the lottery. How how awesome! But we don't gossip about people. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You know, I think when people it's gossip about, about, our about friendship other people, is
2: about us. yeah, exactly.
3: yeah. when
1: you gossip about other people, you know, they're going to do it about you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, But
2: also the other thing with the growth too, which I think ties in a little bit with the gossip is that when you, one is growing and it's just, you're not always at your best, right? No. There can be those periods Definitely where not. it's like, you need to yeah. be Ooh, doing this to get to there. And and that's where we've been like for each other. And and I think what you're saying, Gord, about the judgmental, not that it's like, oh God, that's what she's going through right now, but you know, like one is there. And and that's where also then the gossiping about somebody when they're kind of down, right? Because usually mm-hmm. when you are gossiping about somebody, it's when they're not doing that great. Right. You know yes. what I mean? Like yes,
3: yeah. well, you know, they're not you they're know, not how you want them to be or they used that's to be. right. So That's it sounds right. like you guys really have an ability to have uh, compassion for each other and forgiveness, mm-hmm. like a forgiveness, a sense of forgiveness that not taking things personally when a friend mm-hmm. is going through a hard time. Because I know that that comes mm-hmm. up, right? That comes yeah. up where that yeah. you, know, and you I, shouldn't be this way.
1: Yeah. And we're both quite fiery. Just,
2: yeah,
3: you know, yeah. We're both quite we fiery.
1: yet yeah, it, it just blows through. You know. It
2: blows through. And I would say that for that cult, that compassion side, yes, we sort of have, but in particular with Gord, right? And when I think of my friend Pam, who I saw the other night that I was telling you about, when I've known since I was quite young, you know, and we lived together when I was going through, which we had, you know, discussed at the last, you know, our wonderful, with Rebecca too about eating disorders and all that. Like I was living with her when all of that was sort of going on, right? Mm. And it's like, and she like still that friend. So this, Knowing who the essence of this person is and the respect and the valuing of the friendship, right, helps get you through another person's ups and downs too, right? You know, that person's yeah, ups yeah. and downs. And, yeah. and it's a similar thing that I would say with him that she also has just such a capacity for empathy, which also board has. As much as you could be so funny, <laughs> the soul, the, the, you know, when it was like you know, so cuttingly funny, but this that 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 essence and that soul is so solid, right, yeah. right, yeah. And have you had and a time where you have it. have you had a time
3: where either one of you has had um, had been annoyed by the other one and been able to either have a conversation or has that just not happened?
1: Only when she got pregnant. I can't
2: remember. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Were you annoyed when I got pregnant?
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Well, I'm why? joking. Why? It was like fire. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Sure. I lived out there when she had her first child. Uh, but mm-hmm. I had moved away by the time uh, she was having mm-hmm. Rebecca. So you know,
2: I, I think that sorry. I was just gonna say I remember being jealous once, right? of when you were living in Vancouver and your relationship with the woman, with your partner then. Oh, that,
1: yeah. You
2: know, like not your living, but the woman yeah, 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 you I were know. working with. You know, that it was interesting
1: because interesting. I'd been out
2: in Vancouver for a while, right, and we would see each other because I was traveling a lot in Toronto and, you know, when I was dancing with Anna Wyman, we were back.
1: In and your parents were here too.
2: Yeah, and I would see Gord and my parents were here and my brothers and – you know, so it was interesting then having Gord out here with this other solid <laughs> relationship. So I do remember personally feeling a bit jealous of that. Right? That's
3: oh, really?
1: Yeah.
2: And I think that
1: can happen
3: because of the closeness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's fascinating also, the word friend uh, is actually from an old English um, source of, I can't even pronounce it, friond. and what essentially mm. it means to love, like, honor, and set free, which I think nice. is really beautiful wow. to know that, mm-hmm. that yeah, that's really, does. imagine if we were walking in a world where we were greeting everybody as a friend.
1: There's, you know, we have to be, you know, not everybody is a healthy friend, though. You know, there's True. toxic, there are yes. toxic friendships that they just drain the hell out of us. They do not allow us to, to bloom. They don't uh, and enforce our self-esteem. You know, it's like a gradual clicking away at us, you know. And I think people need to be aware of that toxicity and get rid of it. Like, just get rid of those people out of your life because they're not really going to change, you know. Things like qualities of great friends or great coworkers are people who are consistent. You know where they're going to come from all the time. Maybe a little up and down, but not like you know, Doctor yeah. Jekyll and Mister Hyde, who are compassionate, have some humility. They respect your boundaries. Uh, have mm-hmm. gratitude. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're not materialistic and desperate for money. They, uh, you know, don't take part in the cooler. You know, the gossiping around the, the water cooler. You know, uh, I don't know. You know, they're, they're just people that you just have that connection to. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. that make you feel better
2: yeah but it's 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 hard to sort of find the tools to leave somebody like that sometimes right to shift like like it takes some time like I it took me a while to realize that like there's this one person who's you know a friend and stuff like that I would have to say that Two out of the three times that we, when we see each other, right? You know, statistically like two thirds of the time, I usually don't feel that good about myself after, right? Mm -hmm. But still sort of a friend, she's still a friend. And also it's like, you don't, I think when maybe people are getting older too, you don't want to get rid of friends as easily. You know what I mean? Or just going, so I don't know, how do you break off? Or shift from somebody that is a friend but a toxic friend. Well how do you do that? You well, know, no, I
3: think it depends. I think sometimes you have to make a clean break. And okay. where it's, you know, you can also be more direct and be like, right now it's not a time for me to connect. And mm-hmm. and I think that is very telling how someone responds to it in terms mm-hmm. of you know, are they able to respect the boundary? Are they able to, you know, sort of get a sense of, okay, this is, and it could be painful, but it's typically painful for both parties on some level. And, mm-hmm. and you know, because it comes down to alignment and it is hard. I agree with you that sometimes it's like, well, wow, every time I'm around this person, I always feel badly afterwards. A little and, bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's is, kind of
1: like, yeah, why, am I, why do mm-hmm. I want to spend time with someone like right, that then? right. Mm -hmm. I I I think
3: during the pandemic, this has been heightened too for some people because some people have really been in a negative space and it's hard for others to, you know, try to balance their own feelings and then someone
1: else who's in that Especially when Mm -hmm. we're off balance in the first place. That's even harder. Yeah. Really sort of you know, second at home or they're cut off or there are all kinds of things. So we're already off balance. So we really want people that can balance us. I mean, when I'm training people, it's kind of like these people that are taking your energy, you can't have them in your life and be a good psychotherapist because you're going to burn out. Right. You only have right. so much right. energy. Once you leave the work, you need then to have people that surround you that give you the energy back. Yeah. yeah. It's, yes. it's kind of yeah. like being able to yeah. receive. Regenerate.
3: To, mm-hmm. you know, to receive and regenerate. And also, Mary Louise, I think another way is just to sort of gently fade away, you know, gently yeah, okay. not be available. And, mm-hmm. and I think I've done that before because yeah, it's, like, you know, it's not personal. Now, so. it's, just,
2: it's just a. <laughs> no, this person's on the island.
1: Oh, they're on the island. No, no. But okay. I think mean, it's
2: an interesting, it is an interesting kind of process. And you always think that, you know, I mean, you know, at a certain age, you can pick and choose, who you, you know. But there's also, because there's all the other elements about often people too, that, you know, there's also good elements with them, right? And so my tendency is. is I don't want to, is it worse for them? Will they be more hurt if I step away from them? Or can I handle their little job?
3: You know what I mean? yeah. that's, and that's so a whole you know different what? show, Mary Louise. It is a whole totally different show. Yeah. We'll get back it's,
1: on that one. You know, March oh, okay. 11th, <laughs> I want to tell people that Jennifer uh, Drummond of Rachel Lens is going to be discussing racism and systemic racism here on the show. Uh, Jennifer, uh, I've known her for quite a while, and through her own lived experience in education is a facilitator educator working towards the equal and equitable society, and that starts from the inside out. You can get in touch with us at info at spiritgrows.ca or transformationalarts.ca uh, and uh, Mary Louise thank you and you know what it's not original but this was for you. Thank you Mary Louise Thank you both Did you hear it?
2: Alexia, I loved it This for you Aw thank you <laughs> The golden girl <laughs> Aw I love it Yeah <laughs>
1: Thank you. Everyone have a great week. And we'll be back here next week on March 4th.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.